You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. Yeah, Romans 12 talks about the dichotomy between being transformed by the renewing of your mind and then conforming to the patterns of the world. And I think it does take awareness, self-awareness to ask yourself, hey, am I just going through the motions here? Am I just looking like, you know, the rest of the world in my everyday? Or am I really being changed by the grace of God? Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. We are continuing our series called The Father's Heart, and I'm joined by two special guests and friends. First, we have Lead Pastor Jose Avaro with us. Jose, thanks for being here. Good morning, Taylor. Good Good to to have you back. And we're joined by Worship Pastor Joel Hernandez. Joel, thanks for being on the podcast. Absolutely. Always a joy to be here. I'm excited. It's great to have you both. Jose, we'd love you to the first word, as this is week two of our series. Took a break last week with Dave Eubank in the house. This week, picking back up talking about Jesus as the perfect sacrifice. I don't know if that was a break. I think if anything, it was if it was, you know, we were being infused with passion and and purpose with with Dave. That's so true. So good to hear from him. Okay, so this week we talked about these next verses in the book of Malachi, chapter one. Originally, I actually thought this all chapter one would be one week. And then I realized we had two things going on. So um, I made it into two different messages. The first, again, was perfect love. And we looked at attributes of God's perfect love through those uh, first five verses. And then these next verses speak to sacrifices. And uh, the people uh, were going through the motions. The priests were going through the motions. And so everyone was guilty of, of not you know, being all in with, with the Lord. And so they're being called out for that. And again, I looked at that and then saw within these verses, not only what we don't do, but what God has done for us. And that's, he is our perfect sacrifice through through Jesus. So um, that's where we get these points from. Yeah, let's let's jump in. But first by talking about that that concept of going through the motions, that's something my that community group talked about last night. We kind of camped out there. But what, what does that look like? One of the questions that uh, the groups were talking about last night was just, what does it look like to go through the motions? Or how can you tell just personally when you are going through the motions? So it may be worship related, Joel, looking at you, but also it could just be in our spiritual walks as far as how, uh, how, how can you both kind of tell when you're beginning to kind of do it just out of the sense of, of habit or routine instead of truly mm-hmm. being uh, present with God. Yeah, I think for me, um, I think of John 15 where it talks about abiding in Christ. And if I'm going to Jesus to first be filled at the source, then I know that I'm in the right order. I think um, sometimes... Yeah, for me, if I maybe miss a quiet time or if I just start having this mindset of like, I need to do this thing or it's not going to get done. And then I miss out on what God actually is doing because he doesn't need any of us. Yeah, He can, it's always, the things are always going to get done. Um, but it's when we have that mindset, I think, or me personally, when I have that mindset is when I start to miss out. Yeah, Romans 12 talks about the dichotomy between transforming, being transformed by the renewing of your mind and then conforming to the patterns of the world. And I think at all times we're either being transformed or we're conforming. And so it does take awareness, self-awareness to ask yourself, hey, am I just going through the motions here? Am I just looking like, you know, the rest of the world in my everyday, just this day on Sunday or a community group or when I'm talking about God, 
you know, am I just saying the right thing or am I really being changed by the grace of God? That's a hard thing to ask yourself. Um, I will tell you on the Sunday morning um, side on, on showing up to worship God in the corporate setting, sometimes I, I, I have to do, like I have to put my hands up in worship yeah. to get to help me get there. And all that is, is just focusing again on what we talked about this message, receiving from God. What has God already done for us? And the more we meditate, think, we remember what God has done for us, that that's what compels me to worship Him, you know? And, and we're no different than the people of the, the Israelites here in, in the context of Malachi, we can go through the motions, you know? And so it's a personal question that we all have to ask ourselves. That's how I go about it. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's go there. Cause you mentioned this concept of receiving kind of the key question of the message yeah. that you asked uh, both in the front end and then on the back was just, am I doing more for God or receiving more from God? And I love how this passage just uh, speaks to that as far as that question that we wrestle with. So this concept of receiving from God, you just alluded to it just a little bit with remembering, but but what does that practically look like? You shared a little bit on Sunday about that, but what would it look like for someone that's listening and they're trying to answer that question themselves? Okay, am I doing more for God or receiving more from God? First off, what does it look like uh, to receive more from God? Yeah, it, I think it has a lot to do with that word awareness. So am I focused on what I'm doing or am I aware and focused on what God has done for me. So if I'm the object of focus, then you're gonna be you're gonna end up being more on the do side. But if God is the object of our focus, then we end up being more on the receiving from God. Again, I shared my story of being very religious and always remembering what I had done or what I had not done, how I, I how how I had fallen short in many um, times throughout the day. And that that burns that burned me out. That burns us out as humans if our focus is on what we do. But if our focus is on what God does, then that's the way that we receive. Yeah, and I love that. You said that a lot during the messages. We're not gonna continually focus on us. We are gonna focus on what God does and has done and continues to do. And I think, yeah, I think you nailed it. When we are focused in that God's already loved us, God's already sent his son to die on a cross for us, then we just can live and we can receive from him. I think that really helps me shift the focus um, onto God and away from, well, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do when like? I can just live and abide in Christ. Mm -hmm. And then are there any kind of red flags that y'all notice just in your own lives where you may notice, okay, I'm starting to lean in that more doing more for God versus receiving. I know it's even probably trickier just yeah. being on staff at a church and doing that. But I think just in general, how are ways in which y'all personally uh, go about kind of just keeping that in check? Because it's such a, I don't know, for me, it's hard to, to necessarily measure that, but how do y'all kind of maybe yeah. what red flags or warning signs? Yeah, I know it's see? super important. We talked about this morning in our team meeting. We we are the leaders in this passage is speaking against the priests, the leaders of that time, the religious leaders. And if we're not careful, then mm -hmm. it's it's gonna be really hard to model, you know, what a, what a, how to receive from God. So, uh, you know, bitterness, <laughs> disappointment, uh, cynicism, envy, any of these negative things, when they creep in, that's that's when I know, man, I'm, I'm working on my own strength. I'm, I'm using my own judgment and, and I, I need to stop. I need to repent. I need to turn to God and receive uh, from his love. 
Yeah, I think for me and my role specifically as the, as the worship pastor, I have so much joy. I love what I do. And I think a red flagger when I notice things is when I'm like, maybe not as joyful or not feeling like, man, this is something that I'm loving to do. I think that's a, re- a red flag. Also in our community group last night, uh, shameless plug, we started we launched <laughs> our right. community yeah, group right. last night, uh, Monday night, 630, uh, if you want to show up in Kai. But uh, uh, we talked about that as well. And one thing that we talked about was complaining that is such a, a, a wow. red flag. Whenever we notice that that starts to creep in, um, we notice the the red flags there for sure. Man, that's so great. Yeah. Even to the context of Malachi, they're complaining that mm-hmm. things aren't as they used to be. And they're trying to, they're complaining to God mm-hmm. and they're asking God, well, how have we defiled you? You know, they're not even aware of, of how they have just been going through these motions instead of actually giving God their best. Mm-hmm. So that's super good. Yeah, and they were discouraged. That's one of the things you said from yeah. the beginning, just they were in this season of of doubting God and discouraged, which I think we can all relate to, at least for me personally. And, and kind of then you dove into kind of five attributes of who Jesus is that we looked at here as far as the Lamb of God, Servant King, the Mediator, rescuer and Lord Almighty. How do we don't, we don't necessarily have to get into each one of these five, but, but how as a whole, the character of who Jesus is, how does that speak to us in this season? If, if they're in the season of disappointment or despair and just simply just doubting that maybe God truly does have what's best for us, just like those in Malachi. Now, the fact that, again, I said this yesterday or Sunday, but the fact that Christianity is the only faith mm-hmm. that is focused on what God has done for us instead of what you can do for God or what you can do to earn whatever the deity is that this faith tradition follows um, or, or the end goal is, is amazing. I mean, God left his throne, the creator God mm-hmm. left his throne to become a man through Jesus. Not only that, so not only did he live a perfect life and model what it looks like to be a perfect human, he also sacrificed himself. Mm -hmm. So the death of Jesus is so important to this context or this this whole thing of receiving from God because that's already been done. That one sacrifice once and for all, we talked about the Lamb of God. That's why it's so important to recognize. That's how John the Baptist acknowledged him on the front end in in the Gospel of John. Behold, the Lamb of God. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and, you know, it continues all throughout his life. He, He pay the price that we couldn't pay. Mm-hmm. And so when when we start focusing there, then then we can receive no matter what our external circumstance looks like, we we can we can see our internal awareness change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think of Jesus as the servant king. That was really the the point that stuck out to me and I immediately thought of well, kind of what you're describing, Jose, but the scriptures, Philippians 2, where Jesus didn't yeah. consider equality with God something to be grasped, but then came to this earth, became a servant, and death on a cross, which was the most humiliating way that you could die. Um, and that's that's who he is. This, this posture of humility really changes the way that we, if we fo- are to follow Jesus, it changes the way that we should live our lives. We don't normally incorporate worship songs, but I actually thought about this because we sung uh, Simple Kingdom again, yeah. not only on Sunday, but uh, uh, Mike, our leader of my group, uh, play, uh, we sung that again as, oh, in our cool. worship time for group. And so just 
how that tied in. I'd love for you to speak to that just a little bit for those that may not remember all the lyrics, but just that concept of how countercultural and just to the point that not only is Christianity stand out amongst the other religions, but just truly comprehending just how countercultural that is as far as that upside down. Yeah, absolutely. You're putting me on the spot because now I have to yeah. remember all of the uh, the lyrics to that song. No, but it starts with the kingdom of God is so... No, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, car, a guitar somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> the kingdom of God, it, it really is simple. And he the starts with it's simple as love. He's welcoming the children. He starts with um, the one. one. Yeah, now I'm just (laughs) repeating all the lyrics. No, but it's so countercultural, and that's how Jesus modeled that in his leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that about um, Simple Kingdom, for yeah, sure. Yeah, the, the verse, the, as it is in your kingdom, let it, let be, it be with your church. It, let it be in your church, or let mm-hmm. it be with your church. Mm-hmm. So he's modeled that. Now, are we going to respond, and are we going to lead in the way that he did? Mm-hmm. What impact uh, on the world would the church have if we truly modeled uh, not only just following the servant leadership that, that Christ emulated, but just even these five attributes here that we looked at and just this concept of receiving more than doing? What, what, what kind of impact does that have on a broader uh, world through the, through the church? Yeah, I think that's, that's our role as folks, as people being created in the image of God. Jesus was the image of God. Colossians teaches us that. He, he, he is the visible image of the invisible God. Mm-hmm. And so when we live out in the way of Christ, we see amazing things happen. I think one thing that we're seeing happening right now in our church, we're responding. When we read his word out loud, when, when we hear what he has to say to us through what's been written thousands of years ago, something is resonating in a fresh way in, in, in many um, people's lives. We're seeing that in our community group for sure. And that's that's the aim. God wants to use his church to be mm-hmm. his vehicle of uh, transformation in the world. And so we, we <laughs> have is a strong word because then you can go into religion. Oh, you have to do this. No, we get to do this yeah. as, as his church. And so that's what's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it changes everything. <laughs> when we uh, can walk in humility the way that Jesus did, we had uh, a couple of people talking in our community group last night in their workplaces, how some of the people in our group, they're le- in leadership in their jobs, and um, they just are a more humble person, right? And they're starting to notice that people are attracted to that. And they're like, man, this is this is so different than how the world operates. People are usually telling them, do this, do this, and not doing things that um, they wouldn't be willing to do themselves. So as leaders, if we're willing to do things that other people don't feel like they should have to do or get entitled or anything like that, um, yeah, it just changes the way that we live when we lead out of humility, for sure. Mm. That's good. That's good. Uh, one of the five attributes here at the end is this concept of Lord Almighty and just being the Lord of our life. Y'all spoken to that throughout uh, just this this episode here, and even just tying in from the beginning this idea of being a living sacrifice. So we're a living sacrifice for someone that maybe is newer to the church or newer to that term. Uh, practically, what does that look like for us as far as how do we live our lives in that way? As far as a living sacrifice and and giving our whole life to God, is there ways in which uh, they can identify areas that they may still be holding on to or, or kind of how would they go about um, just stepping in further to that concept yeah. of a living sacrifice? Yeah, I, hear, I, hear, I heard two questions there. One is the, the Lord of hosts, Lord Almighty, right? And then the second is a living sacrifice. Um, and they're connected in my mind. So, you know, Jesus, again, 
was the general of heaven's armies. So he, he was totally in control. And yet he left his throne. He left his rank uh, to come down to be the perfect sacrifice. And so he's saying to us in Romans 12, hey, you too, be a living sacrifice. So I think all that means is he wants all of us. Mm-hmm. He, he wants our good. He wants our bad. He wants us on, on our best days. And he wants us on our worst days. He just wants us to abide. You, Joel talked about John 15. And it's hard for us to wrap our minds around that because we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks. We, we believe in justice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is wrong. <laughs> this is right. When you do something that's wrong, you deserve punishment. God does too, but it's ironic that he totally forgives us and of our wrongs. And so he's been the perfect sacrifice so that we could be in relationship with him. So he created justice by on, on his own through, through Jesus. Um, so to answer your question, living sacrifice, just be be with God, mm-hmm. receive what he has uh, done for you already and continue to dig deeper into that. And, and uh, you'll see yourself be transformed into the image of who Jesus is. Absolutely. I think of, I can't remember if it's first or second Corinthians, but in whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all for the glory of God. And I just think that's what we talked a little bit about in our community group was just like, as we're living our life, inviting Jesus into every aspect of our lives. There's not, it's not just Sunday mornings or just community groups or just our discipleship meetings. It's everything that we're doing in our workplaces, at the grocery store, uh, wherever it is. So that's good. We talked about this concept of time with God. I love as we close just to hear uh, y'all's thoughts on, on what does that, what does that look like for y'all as far as time with God and for someone listening, kind of what would, what would that look like for them as far as, is it, uh, you got to spend this amount of time in the word, you got to do this certain thing or, or what does that look like as far as just to spend more time with God? Yeah, the one that came uh, out from this message where I was reminded and refreshed by is this sense of uh, remembering the price that he paid. So what did he die for? If Jesus died, um, what did he die for? And in my life, I mean, (laughs) you can start from little, you know, white lies and little things that I may exaggerate. And then I start taking inventory daily weekly and then I look in in, in my past and the, the list is long <laughs> and the, the longer the list the greater the grace mm. and those are directly correlated and so I would encourage you know all to take inventory of, of those things the little the things that we would say are little sins well they're sins regardless and so the more again we focus on our sin the more we should uh, the more the grace of God should be revealed and the more that we have to receive from him. I love that. And I actually very similarly is, I try to make it a point to have a confession time every day. And it's just whatever is going on in in my life that day, if I'm frustrated, if I'm angry, just confessing that over to God and surrendering to him for sure. One thing I hear from both of y'all that I know in my life too is just even talking with God and just yeah. having that open line of communication. And I think for me, I'm definitely guilty of putting God in a box and compartmentalizing. And so I think one big thing for me is just entering God into all things, just like I would a friend telling about my day or telling me about something at work or something at home, just all things and being able to just do not only what y'all are saying, but just even letting him in and seeking, okay, God, what do you want me to do here? What am I going to do here? But just uh, allowing him to kind of have that full reign in, in my whole life. 
It's been a really good conversation. Jose, we're going to continue the series. We are. You want to give us a little preview for what's next? Yeah. So, well, you can read on in chapter three. (laughs) (laughs) Chapter two. Chapter two. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, Yeah, we have an awesome message that Sean will be preaching this coming uh, Sunday on the promises of God. So we're sticking with the P's, perfect love, perfect sacrifice, and we'll look at God's perfect promises here this this Sunday is faithfulness. So no matter what we do, he's faithful and uh, marriages are going to be called out. So I'm looking forward to hearing from that. And then afterwards, we'll have justice and protection and um, promise. So it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.